first, but our goal tonight is to help you guys accelerate in your growth. Amen? Amen. Accelerate in your growth. This Amen. is part of the worship series that we've been preaching and teaching on. Worship is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Amen. You guys are more than welcome to ask questions pertaining the subject. Please don't ask me questions that have nothing to do with the subject because I don't want to derail tonight's study. So if it has to do with something else, but you still have a question and or a doubt or concern, bring it up to me after class. But tonight we're going to be talking about walking in the Spirit, amen, which is part of our series, Worship is a Lifestyle. Amen. How many are in the book of Romans? Amen. Amen. Chapter 8, right? Chapter 8. How many are still committed to 2020? Amen. Amen. Am I the only one excited Amen. for 2020? No. Amen. I saw someone that's younger than me today and looks older than me. So I must be doing something. And I said, God, I got to stay committed to the process. Amen. I got to respect it because if. People that are younger than me look older than me, and I must be doing something right. Amen. <laughs> Romans chapter 8. Amen. Today we're going to get serious about our walk in the Spirit, because it's very important that all of us understand that sooner or later, God will hold us and call us accountable for what He has given us. Now, I don't want to be a doom, gloom preacher that everything I talk about, it's about judgment. No. What I'm bringing is a concern to help you improve. So tonight we're going to give you power tools. Say with me, power tools. Power Power tools. tools. Can I hear you? Power Power tools. tools. Power tools for what? To succeed. To succeed in your walk. Amen? Amen. God is good. So let's go to Romans very quickly. Mm -hmm. Chapter 8, verse 1. Through two, and I'm going to read that. Mm-hmm. There is therefore no condemnation in those who walk in who? Christ. Jesus Christ. Christ. Jesus. Amen. I'm going to read that again. <laughs> there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ, G- in Christ Jesus. Yes. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but mm-hmm. according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit is life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Amen. 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 Okay. If you're walking in Christ Jesus, you shouldn't have any concerns. You shouldn't have any worriedness, any anxiety. Or things of this nature that sometimes we're accustomed to. Why? Because when God sets you free, He sets you free indeed. Yes. Okay. Now, there's a battle, as we all know, and it's the battle in the mind. The mind, okay, Mm -hmm. it's a platform, it's an area, it's a stage that many of us entertain many thoughts. But the thoughts that you entertain are not the thoughts that God has for you. Right. Okay? For example, God sees you finish. You see yourself incomplete. Meaning that everything that God has said about you is taking place, but the the receiver is not receiving it accordingly. So in other words, looks could be deceiving. 
And many times we look at ourselves in the mirror and we judge ourselves based on what we see. And God is saying, only if you knew that I don't see you like that. That's right. That's right. That's why we got to talk to ourselves every day. And one of the things that I do every day is remain in the word of God. Meaning that I myself as an individual make myself a living sacrifice by taking the things that I don't want to take. Like for example, many of you say, well, pastor, how is that possible? How many of you like to take vitamins in the morning? No. How many of you like to eat oatmeal in the morning? No. Pomegranate juice, drink some tea? No, no. Coca-Cola, french fries, burritos, quesadillas, tortillas, queso, hello. That's the stuff that we what like. But are those things good for us? No. But we know that the things that are good for us, We don't want them because to us, they don't taste good. They're not appealing. But those are the things that actually are going to be beneficial to you. Amen. So that's the war that we have going on. That some of the things that we're drawn to are not good for us. That's true. Okay. Some of you should have been in the place where God wanted you a long time ago. The reason why you're not there and you haven't gotten there yet is because you're believing a lie. You're believing a lie. Because according to this, it says, therefore, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh. So it's giving me direction and it's also giving me correction. It's saying those that do not walk according to the flesh. The things of the flesh are the things that separate us from God. And those things, and the Bible says that the wages of sins are death. So if you're looking at things that you're not supposed to be looking at, if you're hanging out with people you're not supposed to hang out with, if you're talking things that you're not supposed to be talking, then you're a product of your own environment. For example, me, as an individual, I have to be careful with my ear gate. Yes. Anything that comes in here that it's not from God can interrupt my walk. That's right. That's right. That's why I decide not to hear every news. Not every news is presented the way that you're receiving it. And many of us as believers have yet to see what God has for us because we have fixed our eyes and our ears on the deception of others. Amen? Don't believe everything you hear. Amen? Now, according to the Spirit, when you walk in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit allows you and shows you what is right and wrong. In other words, it gives you the ability to discern. But in order for you to have the ability to discern, you got to give up some things. Okay? And one of those things that you have to give up is the ways of the flesh, which it's more easier to give into. For example, when was the last time you actually reevaluated your prayer life? When was the last time that you said to yourself, wait a minute, I've been falling asleep lately and I haven't been praying. I've been going to work. And I haven't been praying, but I've been paying a lot of attention to other things that are not beneficial for me. Okay. Now we ourselves as individuals need to recognize that anyone could point that out. What good is it that somebody points out your flosses, but you don't point them yourself. Amen. For example, you could lead a horse to water, 
but you can't make them drink. Mm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So this is an issue between you yourself. So one of the things that I've done is become a person that is constantly adamant about fixing areas in my life, even though they cost me everything. For example, Mm. one of the things that I say every morning when I wake up, I said, good morning, Holy Spirit. Forgive me if I have sinned against you. Mm -hmm. I'll be in self-denial if I think that I've gone a whole day without sinning against Christ. Mm -hmm. I'll be lying to myself. Mm -hmm. Okay? When you admit something, you give up a right Mm -hmm. of self-defense, and now you become so vulnerable that the Spirit can work with you. Mm -hmm. The Spirit doesn't work with us because we got walls up. And some of those walls are self-denial. Okay, we know that we have issues, we know that we have problems, we know that we have addictions, but we don't want to surrender those things because we're in love with those things, but we don't want to admit to it. Amen? And what the Spirit wants to do is help you get back on track. And the only way that the Spirit could get you to get back on track is you admitting that you need help. Amen. When was the last time you prayed to the Holy Spirit and said, listen, Holy Spirit, I'm here in front of you. I don't know what to pray for. I don't know what's going on. I know something happened. I can't point it. Can you help me? Be real. I guarantee you that he will show up to that same place that you have called him versus the person that's saying this. Thank you, God. Thank you for choosing me. I know that I am right. You, you see, there is a self denial, and then there's also uh, what we call, um, what most people do today, uh, a facade. There are many of us that are going up to the Holy Spirit and praying to God with a facade, and God doesn't want that. He wants you naked, completely how you are. Amen? So let's look at verse 3, okay? (laughs) And it says, uh, for what the law could not do in that was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in his likeness for the sinful flesh according to the sin. He has condemned the sin in the flesh that the righteous requires the law must be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So guess what? He has done all the work for you. Mm -hmm. That's true. In advance. In advance, it's like you going to a bank and asking for a loan, and they already have all the paperwork done for you. Oh, for real? I don't have to do all the digging. I don't have to do all the searching. I don't have to be running around. And that's what God is saying. All the work is done. All you have to do is program yourself in believing that. Because whatever you believe becomes your reality. Okay? So if you see yourself this year overcoming all of those challenges from last year, by the end of this year, you'll succeed in all those areas. Amen? Amen? But God has paid in advance things that you couldn't pay in advance and the people before uh, the cross couldn't do. And he has given it to us. In other words, we got the leeway. Amen. He's giving you, you're walking into the core of the game and you're 50 points ahead. How can you possibly lose the game? You lose the game because you lost sight of your position. That's the only way. I watch sports all the time and I learn. I learn. 
I learned, don't give the enemy an uh, inch, because he'll take a mile. Oh, yeah. the, all the enemy oh, needs you is to believe something that's against you. Yeah. And it's easy. Today, today we are bombarded by things that are not true, but become a true because we give it a space. Any empty space in your mind is a place. That's why the Bible teaches us that we are to surround ourselves. Okay? Or wrong believers. Yes. Why? Because we keep each other in check. Yep. I guarantee you that when you walk with believers, you tend not to sin like you normally sin. Because you be like, dang, they're right there. Dang, the pastor's with me, man. I can't look that way. I can't say this. Apostle Enrique is here today. Okay. Now, now, that adds pressure. But God doesn't want to add pressure. It should come naturally. It's like you, you're on this path that you want to lose weight. But you keep walking around the places where your weakness lies. You know that you got to lose weight, or you know you want to improve it. Oh, oh, let's, let's use another topic. Maybe you want to save money. But you go around the places that are weak for you. Especially those dollar stores. They get to you. They're amazing. Because you buy stuff that you don't need. You'd be like... I don't need that cup, but I'm just going to get it. Maybe a dollar. I feel rich. I got extra light bulbs, but I'm going to grab me a two. Bing! Another dollar. Oh, I need battery. Boom! And then when you're going to declutter, you say to yourself, where all this junk came from? That junk came from you. I feel rich there. You hear what I'm saying? We take that George Washington and we stretch him. We stretch him so far that he multiplies himself. And before you know it, you have a whole basket and a whole carriage of stuff that you don't need. That's true. Okay, think of that in the spiritual realm. We go shopping like this in the spiritual realm. Grabbing things along the way that we don't need. For example, if we're working on self-control, we start working on other things and picking up other things we don't need. Jealousy. And before you know it, you're so overwhelmed with so much that you say, you know what, this carriage is so heavy, I can't. Where does all this junk from? If God is telling you, I want you to work on your mind, focus on your mind. Because what God is saying, that's the root cause of your problem. So we got to take one task at a time. You can't take on more. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Then what you can handle. And we set ourselves up all the time. And then we beat ourselves up. And God is saying, listen, all I want to do is set you free from that same bondage that I set you free a long time ago. Because you set yourself up again. All right, let's continue. We got a lot to cover. Amen? Any questions so far? Amen? Okay. Uh, Christina, verse 6. I'm going to call some of you, so be ready. I hope you're not on your Facebook page. I hope you're on the God's book page. Amen. Check this out. For to be carnal-minded is death. 
But to be spiritual minded is life and peace. And peace. Mm. You can't put a price on peace. That's right. That's right. People think that when they get rich, they become peaceful. No. Your life becomes a headache because everybody wants a piece of you. Mm-hmm. Including the IRS. That's why it's called the IRS. The IRS. <laughs> Theirs. Theirs. Amen. And, and sometimes yeah. we say, when we have this house, I'm going to have peace. You can have the biggest house. You can have a six-figure uh, a, a year uh, annual pay. You, you, you can win the lottery. You can go to MGA and, and run them out of business. You, you can have all that. But there's no peace like the peace that God gives. And the peace that God gives sets you free. That's why he said, life is not supposed to be figured out. Life is supposed to be lived. The moment I experienced that, I started going against the grain. And I became myself who God called me to be. In other words, I found the fountain of youth. I found it. I didn't find it in supplements. I didn't find it in Jenny Craig. I didn't find it in those get rich schemes. You know, they, they show you the nice house. Look at this house. Look at the yard. Look at this yacht. For six payments of nineteen ninety five, you receive a book, six DVDs, and you follow my steps, and you'll be rich. Before you watch the second DVD, you're already indebted. Amen. Mm -hmm. But look at what God says. I come to give you life and peace. Mm -hmm. In other words, he's giving you back something that you're losing. Mm -hmm. We're all losing life because many of us are caught up in things that are not supposed to be part of our lives. That's why I'm like Abraham. Picked it up in the Bible. Lot moved south, I moved north. Lot moved east, I moved west. You get what I'm saying? Because there's certain areas in your life that you have to discipline yourself. That's why when God has a calling over your life, the first thing he does is remove you from your family. And it's nothing against your family. It's that your past cannot be tied to your destiny. You get what I'm saying? That's why some of you find yourself as outcasts. And you say to yourself, but why am I so far and but so close to my family? It's not that your family is bad. It's that the plans that God has for you, He doesn't want anybody to taint it. So He might move you from a state. He might move you from a block. He might move you from an alley. He might move you from a a county. He might take you from another state. All of it works for good because His plans are greater than your plans. And sometimes the plans that you have interfere with His plans. That's why He separates you. Look at all of us. Where were we 10 years ago? I didn't know none of y'all 10 years ago with the exception of probably Wayne and Erica. And look at how far we came. Look how good we look. But we strangers. None of us are blood related that I'm aware of. None of us, I, I don't know, you wasn't in my quinceañero. Do, do boys got quinceañeros? No. no. Not you. But we're here. But we're here. Right? Uh, for example, Erica and us grew up in the same neighborhood and we never ran into each other. Isn't that funny? And now we, we, look, we laugh about it. We're like, yo, you on this side of Plainfield? No, I was on this side of Plainfield. But, you know, Pastor Millie was on the bougie side. She was on the Brightwood side. Okay? It's not my fault. Okay? So every time we talk about Plainfield, we start... Uh, anyways. <laughs> Why did I get in there? Amen. That had nothing to do with the... Anyways, let's move on. So, 
So here the Holy Spirit reminds us. Well, look at verse 7. Christina, if you could read verse 7 for me. Yes. yes. Now you're going to read 8 on top of that. You want another one? Okay, it's right there. Mm-hmm. It's right there. The secret is right there, the tool. Carnal-minded people cannot please God. Either you're in or you're out. Okay, now it, that's a struggle. Let's be real. That's a struggle. But it can be accomplished. It can be conquered. Because there's certain things that at one point in your life you entertain. Where did it get you? Nowhere, because you're here. How many of us try to find peace and, 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 and joy at the club? I did. I tried until I got that bill in the mail. You get what I'm saying? And so I had some, ex- so there was, there was temporary, temporary joy, but there was no fulfilling joy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I used to come out of the clubs or the bars, my head be hurting and my wallet was hurting. Mm-hmm. I never knew my wallet had a pulse until one day I got it, I put it and it, and it was, it was going like this. You know, it was saying, you broke, you broke, you broke. I used to get paid to pay people to get paid. That's how broke I was. Because I was taking everything that I thought was valuable to me to try to get pleasure in return. And in reality, I was only getting temporary pleasure. So I learned, okay, the way to walk with God is to stop thinking carnal and start thinking spiritual. So I knew that my issue wasn't carnal. My issue was more spiritual. Okay? Because doing carnal things, anyone could do carnal things. We could just get up from here and say, I don't like you and slap somebody in the face and you'd be like, where that came from? That was something carnal. But spiritually, that's where the battle is. It's not really with the flesh. It's with the spirit. Connecting ourselves. Finding ourselves in God and who God called us to be. So in reality, if we start working more on our spiritual side, it will build us up from the inside out. For example, all of us have muscles. We have biceps, triceps, chest, six-pack. They're all in here. They're all in here. What we got to do to get them to show we got to work. Ah, man. I ain't picking up them dumbbells. I ain't doing that. But when we see others, we want to be like that. Imagine you being a spiritual, strong person to the point that the spiritual world fears you. They'd be like, Christina got up today. Jose got up today. Erica got up today. Oh, hell no. They, they're breaking our plans. Because these brothers and sisters don't play around. They have so much access that they are going to start declaring, opening up their mouth. And everyone around them is going to benefit from what they're declaring. Did you know that when you start speaking to the atmosphere, you say, God, this is your day. I I give to you this area, this neighborhood. Everyone comes under submission under that. Even though they're not the ones doing it, but you're doing it. Everyone benefits around you. That's a spiritual realm power. You know what I'm saying? But when you're off, everyone else is off. For example, I remember my neighbors across the street. They were constantly fighting and arguing. And one day, Pastor Miller was like, yo, you know what? That's not right. 
You know what? Instead of people calling the cops, let's pray for them. She took the shofar, she started blowing. To this day, two years later, they have not fought or argued. They don't go to church. But we made a difference in their life, not by just hearing, not just by looking or calling the cops, but by saying, you know, if we got peace in our marriage, why our neighbors can't have peace in their marriage? We stopped being selfish, and we started stepping out in authority and praying for them. And look, they're like this. They're holding hands and everything. But when we got there, there was like World War II, World War II. They were constantly going at it. Amen. You know, and there was one point, instead of us being doers, we were just hearers. We were just hearing. Mm-hmm. And not doing anything about it. But when you're when you're spiritual, you desire the things of the, of, of the Spirit. You say, you know what? That ain't right, but I'm going to do something about that. Mm-hmm. You know, don't girls in the corner. Like, for example, when, when I go down, uh, sometimes uh, when, they're, when they have the exits closed to the highway, I have to drive down the south end. And I run into women, you know, who are in their early 30s out there selling themselves you know at four three o'clock in the morning they tapping at the car window one day i started praying for them i said you know lord i pray that these women will find help they will find you lord and you know what what started happening out of nowhere they started raiding that area now i didn't call for a raid but sometimes that those things have to happen in order for things to change you get what i'm saying i call for god's help so god will show up in mysterious ways so they started cleaning it up Okay, in between that, I know some way, somehow God met their needs. Amen. But the thing is, if we just drive by and we're like, yo, I can't wait to leave this area. God is looking at you like you selfish. You want to leave this area, but you selfish just because you're free. Everybody else can't be free. Come on. You got to desire the same thing God desires and God desires for the whole world to be saved. Amen. Number eight. I mean, verse nine. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Christina. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If needed, the spirit of God dwells in you. But if everyone, I'm sorry, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Okay. That's it's clear. That's a tool right there. In order for you to know who you are, you have to be under him. If you're not under him, you're subject to whatever's out there. That's why there's people believing in all kinds of things. There's people that believe in turtles. There's people that believe in dinosaurs. There's people that giving their life to the sun and the moon. All these crazy theories, all these crazy philosophies, and none of those things will ever fulfill you like God can. I'm just saying, I found, I, I used to have a friend, we used to get drunk. I'm talking about straight up drunk. Then one time, he got in so drunk, they grabbed every beer bottle we, we went through that night, and he lined them up. True story. I don't make this up. He lined them up. And he said, this is our God. We need to pray so he could give us more liquor. Mm-hmm. He prayed. And we took all those bottles, and we took <laughs> We cashed them in, and we got ourselves... A Coke 45. You know what a Coke 45 is? Mm. It's the nastiest, cheapest, lowest, backwash liquor you could find. But when you are an alcoholic, you just want to get your lips wet. See, people can't relate to us. You you haven't seen streets. Your imagination becomes a reality. 
Okay? You you become like all those cartoons that you watch, your 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 mind becomes you and you become your mind. Amen? Amen. Okay, so here it says in verse 9, but you are not in the flesh. So you gotta remind yourself this every day. That when fleshly thoughts come to your mind, things that were not there, like all of a sudden you're not thinking something. I don't know if I'm the only one that sometimes uh, a negative, nasty thought just come into your mind. You're like, where that came from? That's when you got to remind yourself, I'm under you, Lord. So wherever that thought came from, I rebuke it in your name because I don't feel that way. I used to enjoy that lifestyle, but I don't enjoy that anymore. You got to speak into it. Don't entertain it. That's the problem. We entertain it. And before we know it, we're doing the same thing. We got to be strong-minded. You you get what I'm saying? I know it feels good. I know that I, I used to like it, but you know what? It's like my friend, right? God rest his soul. Before he passed away, he used to smoke a box of cigarettes a day, Okay? Check this out. When he had his heart attack, right? He, he, he was wrestling with the urge and the cravings of nicotine. So you know what he did? He told me this story and I believed him because he, he was, you know, you know those people that you know, they so real that they sell you anything and you buy it because you know they, they don't hide anything. You know those people that you afraid to bring around your family relatives because they'll be like, yo, that phone is ratchet. You know, they just speak their mind and they don't even think. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you ugly. Like, you fat. You know, they'll, they'll, they're like that. You, you ever met people like that? And you're like, nah, brother, you got to stay over here, man. You can't come over here messing up my game. You know what I'm saying? But anyhow, so he grabbed a cigarette and he looked at the cigarette and he swore at the cigarette. He said, listen, it's either going to be you or this. And he said from that day forward, something clicked in him and he never picked up another cigarette. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That was a life-changing experience. Sometimes we got to look ourselves in the mirror and we have to say that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Especially when we're going through a need that's unexplainable to others. You know that need, that urge, especially when you're alone. And and, and you want somebody in your life and you don't want to feel alone, especially if you're single for a while. But the people that are around you, you know, are not the ones. You know, God doesn't want them for you. And you're trying to fight that. You got to continue to fight that because you're going to reap the benefits of the blessing that God has for you. But if you give it, temptation will always make you settle for less than what God intended for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's true. Let's be real. Some of us, we just settle. Nah. Nah. You get what I'm saying? We settle because we become so weak and we entertain the temptation so much that we give in. Like, for example, you look at Eve and you look at Adam. They could eat from any tree in the garden and they settle for the most disgusting tree. You have the access to eat from the banana tree, to eat from the peach tree, from the mango tree. If, you, if they were Puerto Rican, you know they was knocking down those big cocos, right? Those big mangoes. Aguacates. You know, they, they had all the freedom. And they sit and they give themselves to a disgusting tree that was forbidden from God. They settle for mediocrity. Uh, let, let me put it to you this way. It's like you driving a Rolls Royce and you settle for a domestic car. No, I'm not going to say, you know, you'll be like, wait a minute, there's a difference here. You know, I'm, 
I got rubber mats, but the car I used to drive used to have alpaca. You know what I'm saying? I could take off my shoes and, and take off my and have my feet right through those rugs. And you, you know what I'm saying? The quality is different. Sometimes we settle for cheap quality. They getting the real deal. Like me, I used to get these fake pleather coats, and I used to think I was the man until all of that stuff would start peeling off, and you and you could see you don't know nothing about that. You don't know nothing about that. You know, the shine will come off and you'll grab some Vaseline and try to rub it in there just to bring the shine back. Am I the only one? Yes. <laughs> Am I the only? Christina, Jessica, anybody? Y'all gonna leave me alone up here? Like, y'all make me look like if I'm the most ghettoest person, like, for real, like I'm the only one. Okay. No, you've been delivered. I've been delivered. Amen. I was ghetto, but you know that's how we used to take care of business. Do you remember the first then, time? No, you I don't remember. No, no, I don't. Okay, verse, uh, verse ten. Amen. Verse ten. Okay. Look at this power tool right here that, that um, the Apostle Paul is revealing to the church in Rome. He's saying to the church in Rome, and if you are in Christ, the body is what? Dead. 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 That means every morning you wake up, you got to die to yourself. Your assignment is God's assignment. Now, we human plans, we got a schedule, but did you know that during that day, God is going to surprise you some way, somehow? And some way or somehow you got to get that mission accomplished that he has for you. Now, if you wake up every day like Groundhog Day, the same thing. How can God use somebody that thinks every day is the same? Not every day is the same. You might drive to the same location every day, but along the way, it's not the same. Because today you could run into a deer. Like what happened to me today, every, every street that I turned into, the DPW was there, you know. Cleaning up the sewer. And I said, oh, it's only me. This only happens to me, you know, because we get into our emotions and we get into our feelings and we become clowns. Like, this only happens to me. Little did I know I found a better, faster route to get to my destination. And it was right around the corner. Sometimes in life, God got to divert us and take us to different areas so that we can discover... Are we willing to be led? The Bible says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. The Bible doesn't say that Jesus chose to go into the wilderness. The Bible said that he was led mm -hmm. by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights to be tempted by the devil. And he overcame. Now, if Jesus overcame 40 days and 40 nights of being tempted, why can't we overcome 40 minutes? We can't even come overcome... 30 minutes, we, we see something on Facebook or on these social media, and we're like, oh, and, and our mind goes there. And God deliver us from that person, or God deliver us from that party, or God deliver us from that, and we entertain that. Shut it off. If it's going to kill you, shut it off. For example, I was a shopaholic. So I met my wife. She stopped all that. I used to, I, I, every week I had to buy something new. I don't buy back back then it was Inichi, Paco, Rock, no, not Rockaway. Lugs. Rockaway came later. And, my, and she stopped all that. 
Like you got a family now. You get what I'm saying? Along the way, God started correcting me, building me by the people that came around me that he brought. They started shaping me. Now, some of you don't like the people that are around you, but the people that are around you are for your best benefit. The people that you like around you are the ones that are going to enable you. You say, but I don't like talking to a pastor because every time I talk to a pastor, he has to correct me. Correction will take you places. But when you are enabled by people that don't have your best interest, they will keep you. You'll stay in the same place. You'll go around in circles in the same place. So direction will take you places. So sometimes we need that extra push. Because that push is going to help us break out of those patterns and habits and cycles of life that we have parents and, and, and those around us. Like some of you have seen cycles in people's lives that you say, how is it possible? The father was a drug addict. The son is a drug addict. And now the baby that's on the way is a drug addict. Or, or let's, let's take it, the mom was a gossiper, the daughter is a gossiper, and her daughter is a gossiper. And now the great, 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 great daughter is going to be a gossiper. Those are cycles, patterns, and stuff. We have to break out of that. And normally the person who's going to help you break out of that is the person you can't stand. The person who's leading you is going to be the person that's going to get to you. If the person who's leading you ain't getting to you, you better find another leader. That's why most people can't stand me. And that's okay. I couldn't stand the apostle when he started working with me. He right there. He knows. Now I love him. And I embrace him. He used to correct me. And then he had the nurse to tell me, cambia la cara. Change the face. Oh, that's hard. Okay. I got this. I used to look like Popeye, like once in the blue, I still get it. You know, and in between, I'll say a couple words, like. But that brought structure in areas in my life that I needed structure. You see, I was half complete, but I wasn't completely complete. You get what I'm saying? And we're never going to be completely complete because we're always going to live in a world that's with a lot of imperfections. But we have to learn how to dominate certain. Areas of our life. Like, for example, you, you should you should be at the age right now that the common things should be common practice to you. But common practice is not always common sense. I need to tweak that. That was deep. Right? Common practical things are not, uh, common sense things are not always practical. And that's true. So what happens? We know what we need to do, but we don't do it. So I started disciplining myself because I can't demand what I ain't given. You can't tell your kids to do their room when your room is a mess. You lead by example. You can't, you know, like my friends or my uncles. Yeah, you shouldn't be smoking, you know, because life is good and I got a future. And the person who's telling me that is doing what? The opposite. Two wrongs don't make a right. You get what I'm saying? Two wrongs don't make it right. Meaning, at one point or another, you got to get fed up and say to yourself, it stops today. It stops today. Now, 
Let me tell you something. The enemy works strategically, and he knows your weaknesses because you speak it. You say this, oh, I'm fat. I'm never going to go nowhere. And then with the same mouth, you profess that Christ is king. How is it possible that you worshiping any day of the week and that same mouth that you're worshiping with becomes a toilet? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Come on. Wow. I love you, Jesus. I don't know how to translate that, brother. I'm sorry. It's all good. We want to get your uh, Spanish bilingual encyclopedia signed. We'll hook you up. Amen. So we got to speak what we want to see. So this is what I do. I speak positive no matter what the situation is. Mm-hmm. And I cut things out. My wife knows I cut things out. Like if somebody comes with gossip, I say, that way. Until we forget. Why? Because if we give that place a place, it becomes a place. And next thing you know, we fall right into the enemy's trap. That's why there's some people that try to get you into a mess that you know you already came out of. Mm-hmm. It's like me right now going out there and cleaning with this nice white shirt. That doesn't make any sense. But that's how <laughs> stupid we can become. And I, and I mean that with the utmost respect. That we go out, it's like me showing up. We're going to put up a fence and I'm going to show up in a three-piece suit. With my nice Chelsea boots. What are the odds of those things not getting stuffed? But we do that because we're not really thinking about what we're doing. And we got to start thinking about what we're doing. Okay? Because the actions that you take will be the consequences of tomorrow, whether good or bad. You get what I'm saying? So we have to take today as serious as we're taking the future. So if you want a brighter future, it begins today. So tonight, the first thing you're going to say is, God, I repent. If I offended you all day, if I did something prematurely, however it came down, God, I am sorry. I am sorry. But I really want us to be in the same spirit. Can you teach me, Holy Spirit, how to be one? Now check this out. Do I have any notes? Where's my notebook? And I'm teaching you a class just using the Bible tonight. You know that the Holy Spirit said to me today, I was, I was in the chapel and I was praying at lunchtime. He says, today you're going to teach a class with no notes because I'm going to give you all the notes. You're going to flow today. That's my wife. Did I study when I got home? I'm not telling you to pick that as a habit. But the Holy Spirit said, because someone had a dream about me five years ago, that I was going to start preaching without using notes. Now, when you're, okay, it's good to have notes, but let me tell you something. Notes can sometimes stop the flow of the Holy Spirit. And maybe the Holy Spirit wanted to get to you some way, and my plans were different, but my ways are not God's way, meaning that God's ways are better than my ways. Dang, I need a tweet. I'm on fire today. Ain't the coffee, I ain't drinking, right? Amen. Number 11. Can we write promise there? He's a promise keeper, right? So if he raised Jesus from the dead, And he promises you that he's going to do the same. And you alive and you haven't died yet physically. How is it possible that your situation is still getting the best of you? 
I mean, the tomb didn't get the best of Jesus. Hell didn't get the best of Jesus. The third day didn't get the best of Jesus. And he still came out. Why is situations getting the best of you? Because you have embraced situations where situations have become part of your life. I get away from people that are negative. I'm telling you right now, they start talking stuff. I'm like, I start to whistle. I start to sing. I start annoying demons by singing. They'd be like, you can't sing. I said, good. Good. Shoot fly, don't bother me. Bye. From a distance. From a distance. You know what I'm saying? But if you embrace situations and you allow situations to get the best of you, you get so wrapped up in that spider web that before you even know it, you back in the same cycle. And that's what the enemy wants to do, keep you in the same cycle. Amen. How many of you are enjoying yourself today? Amen. Amen. Am I the only one? Yes. Amen. Verse 13, very quickly. Verse 13, chapter 8, verse 13. No, we're going to jump to 13. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to jump to 15. Sorry. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. For you did not receive the spirit of what? Bondage. What is bondage? Anything that keeps you trapped. Some of you are thinking about how you're going to pay your bills tomorrow. That's a bondage. Because Christ said, I'm going to take care of you. Some of you are thinking about how you want to get out of the situation. God set you free. You know, there's a Spanish song, Una Salsa. Uh, what's his name? El Hombre Increíble. What was his name, the singer? I can't remember, but but the, he goes. He said they trapped me. They 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 tried to throw me to the bottom of the sea. They put me in chains, but they forgot that I'm the invisible man. And the reason why I'm invisible is because my spirit is free. That's a deep song. I was listening. I was like, "Whoa, tú lo sacó mensaje esa canción." There's people that's so mad at you because they can't trap you. That's so true. And you don't even know it. They they talking about you and you over here like they feel like you down here with them. But you but when they they're like, Dad, man, how you how did you do that? And and it's like what's that my head? I tripped a little, but I'm up here. I got you, baby. I can see you. You had to do that. You had to create it. But we have to. You get what I'm saying? We have to understand oh, yeah. that God set us free. We don't have a spirit of bondage. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, at one point you were a drug dealer. You were whatever you were. But God set you free from that. But if you keep rehashing, tagging the past, you will continue being a victim of your past. Mm -hmm. And instead of you looking into the future by the present, you're looking at the future with the past in front of the present. And this is our daily talk. Nothing good happens to me. It's always me. I always got to ruin it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you got to make a mistake in order to see something. And sometimes you might drop. Like you might 
be cooking some rice or some habichuela. You might drop the spoon and you're like, yeah, man, the spoon fell. And then when you look, you see all of them crackers that your kid's been. And then you say, ahora entiendo porque tengo jatón y cucarachas. Let me tell you something. Some of the greatest inventors that ever stepped on the face of this earth capitalized and made a fortune on a mistake. On a mistake. For example, Kellogg's Cornflakes. He was a doctor. He was attending one of his... Uh, uh, I, I'm going to try to remember the story. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm going to give you some details. It might not go the way I'm going to say it, but some something around that line. His patient was sick, and he was trying to feed him. And accidentally, he put, uh, he left, I uh, can't remember what, it, the paste that he made out of, uh, out of cornflake too long in the oven that when it came out, it came out like chips. And when the patient, the patient started liking it, and he liked it, and that's how they discovered Kellogg's cornflakes, something like that, of that nature, on a mistake. Right now, your mistake is your greatest treasure. Ooh. Dang, that was good. I'm a, yo, for real, yo, this is, I need, I need that, I need this audio, I need to listen to it, man. Uh, oh man! Hashtag. Oh man! I'm about to make me a T-shirt. I'm about to make me a hat. I'm about to bedazzle my phone. Amen. Verse 15 again. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again, fear to fear to fear, but you received the spirit of what? Adoption. When you are adopted, you have rights. Yes. It's like my dog. No matter how much I try to get rid of this dog, some way, somehow, his mother fights for his rights. Yeah, you can't give away Russell. He's your son. It's true. You don't remember when we bought him? He was this small. And I'm like, yes, I didn't want him to begin with. That's my son. If a dog has rights or an animal has rights, how much more a child of God? Yes. You're more important than a dog. I'm, I'm, I'm not comparing you to that, but let's be real. You know, I was talking about that animal thing, right? And then the other day I was hearing the news. They were having a visual for that elephant that passed away. Over there in West Springfield, they had thousands, hundreds of people gathered to do a visual, but they don't do a visual at an abortion clinic. That's true. But they do it for an elephant, for animal cruelty. You know, but sometimes our priorities get mixed up with life. Amen? So, amen. Uh, continue. You can take it from the top. Yeah, 15. But we cry out, what? Abba, Abba Father. Abba Father. You have more access to the Father than what you think. You give other people and other things more life 
than your own father has life to give you. Amen. Uh, verse 16. Okay. The spirit himself bear witness with us that we, with our spirit, that we are children of God. Now, here's the catch to that. The spirit of the Lord will bear witnesses to the things that God has called you to do. The Spirit of the Lord will not bear witness with you when you're doing the things that God hasn't called you to do. For example, God has called you to a higher level of integrity. Okay? That we take lightly. Integrity is being one with oneself. That's why I find it fascinating how many Christians come into church week in and week out, month in and month out, and they speak one thing here, they receive one thing here, and say another thing out there. I love my family, I love my friends, but if they're going to gossip, if they're going to be negative, I don't want it, and I'm going to let it be known. Now, I'm called all kinds of names, but the good thing about being called all kinds of names is that they can't tie none of those names to me because my name is registered in heaven, not in hell. And we have to be careful with that, that our name is registered in heaven. How do we get our name registered in heaven? Well, we deny ourselves. Okay? Now, many other people today that are making your life a living hell one day are going to think about how they could have been your friend here on this earth. How they could have benefited from you. If you don't believe me, look at the story of Lazarus and the rich man. The rich man said, if Lazarus mm -hmm. could come over, cross over, and touch my... He didn't want no part of him when he was on the earth because he was disgusting, he was homeless, and he was mm -hmm. sick. But now that he's in, in Abraham's bosom, and the rich man is in hell, now he desires Lazarus. Mm -hmm. So never in your life think less of yourself. You are somebody. If somebody wants to want you or wants to be a part of you, let them do it the right way. You know, my single women and my single men, you want it, put a ring on it. That's right, Cyana. I see you over there. I got you. I got you. you better stay in school, girl. You got time for this game. You're trying to marry other people first. Amen. All right. Now let's close with verse 26. And this is something that I want you guys to highlight and keep in your memory box when you go and pray. Because God's going to help you learn how to pray and learn how to grow. This is part of this series. Worship is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we talk. But the Spirit himself makes intercessions. But the Spirit himself Okay, listen here church, listen to me, God wants to hear you, but he wants to hear the real you, the real you, the real you, because when you be real, you become easier to be worked with. It's like people, when they ain't real with you, and they want something, 
and you get mad when you figure out what they want and you say, dang, man, for real? You should have just told me. Just get to the... I, I, am I a father? Or am I the only parent in here? Did we get mad at our kids? Like, for real? You made me go around in circles all over the city of Springfield. All you had to tell me that you wanted a burrito. And I would have made that happen. Sometimes we take God over your apostles. And we do this with God. God, God, God in the form of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Holy Spirit, you know, um, but, you know, this is going... What are we doing? Now, Holy Spirit, lead. Look how quick I got to the place. We start off here. This is Sunday. Oh yeah, I'm on fire. This and that. But we we gotta make it happen. Holy Spirit, we gotta. But we have we gotta come over here. We gotta talk to this person because you know I'm about to give him a piece of my mind. And the whole time we're dragging what. Now, you might say, why is the Holy Spirit being dragged? Because He loves you, and He gives you a time. The Holy Spirit never departs from you unless you renounce Him. Mm-hmm. Unless you renounce Him. Yeah. So don't ever let anyone uh, tell you that God is mad at you, and that God has leaving you, because God will never leave you or forsake you, no matter how sinful you are. Mm-hmm. The only time that God will leave you and forsake you is when you denounce Him and you make fun of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and for that, you've got to be cold as ice to get there, okay? Because they said the only sin that's unforgivable is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So be careful. You might not understand why people are speaking to tell what they're doing, but leave it there. Sooner or later, God will reveal to me if He wants to. But for the time being, this is what God wants to do. Leave me, Holy Spirit. Did I have to go all the way around? How much time do you think I wasted? Mm-hmm. Am I going to get that time back? Mm-hmm. Nope. Am I going to get that time back? You remember when we were growing up and cable came out? And then a few months later, a year later, they had the, the other side, the B side, and you got a box, and you will have to get up and hit the B side or hit the. Am I the only one? No. Now you can speak to the remote! And all the channels are on one side. Mm-hmm. Look how evolution and technology have accelerated. Have we in the spiritual realm? We're still saying the same prayers and doing the same thing. Tonight I challenge you, Holy Spirit, I want to talk to you. Show me mm-hmm. what I need to give up. And help me accept it. Don't only show me. Help me accept it. But one thing is to show. And another thing is to accept. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. You will start cleaning house. And I'm not talking about your physical home. I'm talking about your spiritual home. Some of you got a lot of junk in there. You got a little bit of the apostle. You got a little bit of a pastor Jose. You got a little bit from your past pastor, from people. No, no, you got to gather your thoughts. That's why it's important that you stay in your church and stay committed. Because if you jump around churches looking for a word, you're going to catch a spiritual virus. Okay? 
people running around. They got a little bit of T.D. Jakes. They got a little bit of this, a little bit of this. And there's nothing wrong with you listening to one preacher, but you got to make sure that if you want to listen to that person, that you're committed to that person. Now, let me tell you something. There's nothing more better than your physical pastor because your physical pastor can see you, touch you, and direct you and lead you. Not the preacher on TV. We respect them. Don't get me wrong. Okay? If they're called by God. But I can't be... My ears have to be attentive to my apostle. Mm -hmm. If I'm listening to any other apostle, sooner or later, whatever he's telling me will never work in my life. Because I'm listening to two voices. Have you ever had two people trying to talk to you at the same time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Today I came home. Pastor Millie was busy in the kitchen. Smoke was coming out. And Rebecca started speaking. And I started speaking. Hey, John, get concentrated. I didn't say it like that. I said, hold on. You, I can't have hold both of you talking to me at the same time when I'm trying to do, make sure I don't jack up the rice. Okay. And then Rebecca said, we about to eat, daddy. So, shh. <laughs> she didn't say it in that form. You know how she said it? She kept her mouth quiet. So I hear the crackers. <laughs> so I got the hit. So I took off to the living room. And next thing you know, time to eat. How many pork chops you want? Two or three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How many do you want? I'm two. I'm working on two. They're working. <laughs> Gotta let this thing go. You're tucking it in. Amen. No, I ain't tucking it in. Amen. So, verse 26 again. Likewise, the Spirit also helps you in your what? In your weaknesses. How many of you can honestly say, I have weaknesses? Raise your hand. We all do. We got weaknesses. Did you know that the Holy Spirit can help you? Yes. What are your weaknesses? Tell the Holy Spirit. You don't need to tell me. This is the problem. We're telling the wrong people. Don't get me wrong. You can tell me whatever and I can pray for you. But sometimes we tell the wrong people or sometimes we post it on social media and people capitalize that. We need to work on that. Come on, church. We need to be better than that. You know, Holy Spirit, I'm weak in this area and I need your help. I need your intervention. I need you to intercede. I need you to heal me. I need you to set me free. Because if I tell Pookie and Tookie around the corner, it'll be the 12 o'clock news. How many of you ever said something that you said the moment it came out of your mouth, you were like, I wish I Mm -hmm. Am I the only one? No. You give out information. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly and what I feel like on the inside. And then, and, then, and, then, and then you tell people, this is crazy, yeah. and you tell people, forget I said that. <laughs> yeah, right! Yeah, right! Yeah, right! They're going to hold it against you. Amen. We're having fun today. Amen. Amen. All right. So the goal is to pray. Prayer is part of your worship life. Mm -hmm. But when you pray, pray. Tell God your weaknesses. God knows you like things that are not beneficial for you. But you have to tell him. He wants to hear from you. Because sometimes when you hear yourself confessing to things, you start realizing that those things are not even worth it. Amen? So with that being said, any questions, comments, concerns, anything? Anything? We're good? We're good? Amen.